It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day from the 12th floor of 50 pin place in oklahoma city oklahoma the home of 1340 the game and news radio 1000 ktok welcome to another episode of the locked on thunder podcast i am your gracious and humble host eric g thanking you so much for making us a part of your day coming up on this episode of locked on thunder we'll be talking about keys for a thunder victory tonight over the houston rockets some of them are in execution. Others come from a mental standpoint. I guess, well, I guess it's all mental, but there is one thing that I was thinking about going into this show today that could really work against the Thunder, but may actually work in the Thunder's favor. And we'll go over the playoff scenarios one more time and why this one particular thing could really help Oklahoma City out. In segment number two, um, there were some fascinating conversations and articles written over the last 48 hours about what's going on in the NBA. And it all goes back to one simple thing, and that is privilege. We will talk about privilege and why that is causing two of the biggest problems, maybe the three actual biggest problems in the NBA today, according to this anonymous player's poll, in the athletic. Also, I'll tell you why that player poll is important. And we'll revisit what I said about Russell Westbrook yesterday and why I think the Thunder need to take this playoff or need to take this anonymous poll very seriously when it comes to Oklahoma City and why that this is something I wouldn't blow off if I was Sam Presti. And then finally, we'll wrap things up um, asking a simple question, just winning a championship bring happiness? I thought Billy Donovan said something interesting, uh, again, there's that word again, uh, about his time in Florida and the depression that he felt after winning back-to-back championships. And it was said today on Get Up that Kevin Durant hasn't looked happy during his time in Golden State. So does winning a championship actually equal happiness, I'll tell you why it could be the absolute worst thing for both players and fan bases alike. I know you're already disagreeing with me as I say this, but I'll say it anyway coming up in segment number three. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I've covered the Thunder for five years. I host a channel for Maven, the Maven Network, and you can find that at maven.io. And if you want the specific Thunder channel, 
then go to basketballmaven.io slash thunder. Also, listen to this podcast on your smart device. Just download the Himalaya app for your phone. Then when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. And again, that Himalaya app can be found at the Google App Store or the Apple App Store as well. And uh, you can also listen on Google Podcast and Apple Podcast. Let me start the show off by saying today, I hate the Thunder start time for tonight. It's 8.30. The reason I hate it, not because it's going to be a late night. I can deal with late nights because there's coffee and Coke Zero to get me through watching a game. I hate the start time because the only way the Oklahoma City Thunder can get into the fifth seed over the Utah Jazz is if the Jazz lose their last two games and the Thunder win their last two games. And the Jazz and the Nuggets tip off 30 minutes prior to Oklahoma City and Houston. So one, by the time Oklahoma City and the Rockets take the floor, that game will be half over. But as that game is winding down, both Oklahoma City and Houston will know what they need to do the rest of this game. And for Houston, it's a very important game because their magic number to clinch the second seed is one. And it's any combination of a Rockets win and a Nuggets loss push Houston in the second seed and then knocks Denver down to third. So hypothetically, what could be happening as the Thunder and the Jazz or the Thunder and the Rockets go into the second half of their game, the Jazz and the Nuggets are winding down. Jazz could have a huge lead. Rockets know that they don't need to beat Oklahoma City to win. They could start to rest players. Thus, you would think advantage Oklahoma City. Although we have just seen a Thunder team lose to an underman Mavericks team and lose to an underman Grizzlies team, so maybe not so advantage Oklahoma City. It could also mentally wear on Oklahoma City to know that if the Jazz were winning, they then have no shot to get the fifth seed, so do they still have motivation to go out and beat the Rockets even though the best they can do is sixth, which I would say... Six taking on three means you're playing the Denver Nuggets. And I don't know how excited Oklahoma City is about that. Whereas seventh means you're playing against the Houston Rockets. I will tell you now that if I'm Billy Donovan, I would still rather play the Rockets in the first round than Oklahoma City in the first round, despite the fact Houston and Oklahoma City really haven't seen each other at full strength all season long, more so on the Rockets' end. They've had more key injuries throughout this year. And you still, I mean, even if the Rockets, let's say, let's say um, the Jazz are losing that particular game, Rockets could is, are going to keep everyone in and try and win. Although the Nuggets still have one more chance to lose tomorrow night, Rockets finish up their season this evening. If I, if I confused you enough as I'm talking about how all this could play out, Biggest key for me tonight, other than just not scoreboard watching, focusing on the task at hand, if you are Oklahoma City, is keeping the Rockets off the foul line. That is the big one. Play the way that you've played the last couple of games, although I think Billy Donovan said after the the Minnesota game he thought Oklahoma City fouled too much. I will agree with him on that, but the Rockets as a whole are a 79% free throw shooting team. 
James Harden in particular against Oklahoma City has shot over 80% from the free throw line. Clint Capella, who will be in the lineup tonight, just, I think it was around 33% for Oklahoma City, but he's about a 80% shooter as well from the free throw line. So you've got to keep the Rockets off the free throw line. Yes, you need to play physical defense. It's just those fouls late in the shot clock, and it's those fouls at the three-point line you're really going to have to watch, especially with James Harden, because there's probably not a better player in the NBA that can induce fouls the way that he can. Other key to tonight, and as I was reading some previews of this, one of the keys that came up was, well, Steven Adams has got to have a great night offensively in order for the Thunder, uh, Thunder to win. Eh, not so much. It's not even offensively that I really worry about Steven Adams having a big night for Oklahoma City. What I worry about when you play Clint Capella is can you win the matchup on the boards, especially keeping Capella off the offensive boards to start those fast breaks that we talked about on yesterday's show to make sure that the Thunder can stay out in transition and limit, again, the second looks at the basket that Houston could possibly get. And with them having better better three-point shooters than Oklahoma City does, you definitely want to limit those second looks of Capella getting the ball and then kicking out to a wide-open James Harden or a wide-open Eric Gordon to ultimately hurt you from three, which means you're going to have to defend well against the three tonight. And you're going to have to defend the Rockets much like you did against the Denver Nuggets the other night, which is forcing them into a lot of non-paint twos which is a much lower percentage shot, and make sure that you are contesting just about everything that these guys put up. Also, make sure the ball movement is really good tonight. Found something found something fascinating today, and I put this on Thunder Maven. Maddie Lee wrote it, tweeted it out at the Locked on Thunder account. It's one of the things that the Oklahoma City Thunder use to measure ball movement are potential assists. So in other words, let's just use Russell example as a um, let's just use Russell Westbrook as an example. Russell Westbrook passes the ball to Paul George. Paul George shoots, looks has a wide open look, misses the shot. Okay, it's a potential assist. It's not a real assist, but but you sort of get the drift. Is make sure that that ball is moving at all times tonight. Do not get stuck. Um, in a lot of ISO one-on-one game tonight, do everything you possibly can to find the open man. The thing about Russell Westbrook is he can't—he cannot surpass Magic Johnson. There's nothing else he needs to do to average a triple-double for for the rest of the season. There's nothing, no other stats he needs to rack up. He's already averaging a triple-double. But Russ, one of the things that he has done in these methodical triple-doubles that he has had over the last couple of games, or really, I would say, you didn't have a a triple-double against Detroit, but you very methodically went out to get those three assists. Make sure you're constantly keeping your teammates involved at all time during this game. Make sure that, especially when when you're on the floor with the bench players, guys like Raymond Felton, uh, guys like Markeith Morris, um, Dennis Schroeder, who's very key in all this, uh, make sure that you're you're making sure that those guys are open and have really good looks at the basket. Schroeder needs to continue to distribute tonight if Oklahoma City wants any chance to win. And when it comes to Morris, 
feed him in the paint. Don't worry about getting him out beyond the arc. Just continue to feed him in the paint. And hopefully Morris tonight, when called on, especially if he has to play the five and can go up against Clint Capella, can be good. Make sure that Nerland's Noel tonight stays out of foul trouble as well. And the thing you have to remember with the Rockets being so good from the free throw line, what you saw the other night in Minnesota, that's not the norm with Oklahoma City. Uh, with, with them being so good from the free throw line, I don't expect that again. So if the Rockets are constantly living at the charity stripe and converting, Oklahoma City is going to dig themselves a hole tonight that they're just flat out not going to be able to climb out of. Coming up next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, we're going to be talking about some of the biggest problems in the NBA, and it all goes back to one particular word. We'll tell you what that word is next, and we'll tell you why maybe super teams aren't as big an issue as some people are making them out to be and why these anonymous polls are good. Got a lot of things coming up in the next segment. We'll get to it all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Make sure you download the Himalaya app to your smartphone, and then when you get into your car, Tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. Just go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and download Himalaya. It will curate a playlist for you based on what you like to listen to. And of course, you can subscribe to Locked on Thunder via Apple iTunes and Google Podcast. This is Jake from Locked on. Locked on has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you are listening on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcast or Google Podcast and subscribe to Locked On Thunder and download the Himalaya app. And remember, when you get into your car, just tell your smart device to play the Locked On Thunder podcast. I want to get into the whole anonymous poll that The Athletic has done and, and is just published over the last couple of days. One... I believe that you should take these polls seriously. I'm a little different from a lot of people because I believe that when you're off the record or when you're hiding behind the curtain of anonymity, you have a tendency to be more honest. You know, I think it's for people that do it on Twitter, sometimes people do it just to troll, but there's a good chance you're really going to tell somebody how you feel or you will say how you really feel about someone if you know that it can't get back to you or more importantly, you know your honesty won't cause tension between you and that person. 
That's why if I'm Sam Presti, I take this poll that came out so seriously where it said 17% of the people polled thought Russell Westbrook and Draymond Green were the most overrated players. And, and, and today on Get Up, somebody brought up the fact, you know, especially with Draymond Green and Russ, with them having these abrasive personalities, it could be people who just got hurt by Russ and got hurt by Draymond and thought this was a way to get at him. Okay, true, maybe. And maybe people are being petty. But if you have a player in your locker room who may be driving people away with their personality, and I'm not necessarily saying that Russ is, but if you believe that's going to be an issue, then this is something you may want to investigate a little bit further. And if it does happen to come up, then that's when you need to have your conversation with Russell Westbrook about this whole situation um, as you start to investigate. And if you do uncover, well, Russ has hurt this guy or he's upset this guy, then yeah, then you're going to limit, it's going to severely limit what free agents you're going to have access to. And you're going to need to work with Russell Westbrook as best as you can to soften his image a little bit and maybe soften the way that he handles people so you can bring in a few key players throughout the next couple of summers in order for the Thunder to make a serious run at a championship. So there's that aspect of it. The other reason I believe that this is so important, or this poll was so important, is because it said the three biggest issues in the NBA were, one, relationships with refs, and in a tie, it was super teams, and then fans being more brazen because of alcohol, cell phones, etc., and heckling players. And that all comes down to one word, privilege. Heard it said today on the radio. It was all about privilege, about how athletes being millionaires and being stars expect refs to give them calls, and that's where most of the arguments are coming from. That's what the breakdown has is most of your stars, what people would consider your superstars, are the ones having the biggest issues with referees this year, and it's about privilege. Okay, I'll give you that. But I'll also say that super teams are about privilege. And here's what I mean by that. For so long, the owners controlled who was going to play where. It was owners and GMs picking and choosing the best players to put on their team, trading players to get better players to help their team and their brand, and not really worrying about what the effects of the players were. Well, now the players have just taken it into their hands, and that's what the owners do not like. The owners have privilege. They don't like the fact that the players are saying, no, you're not going to control my career. I'm going to control my career. And if I can go out and get a couple of guys to go with me to a particular place, even if it means hurting a city, then I'm going to do it. Privilege. People who didn't have privilege before, taking privilege away from those who had it. And then comes the fans. And a lot of what players said, they didn't use the word privilege. They talked about cell phones, guys trying to make things go viral, people having liquid courage because they've drank so much, yada, yada, yada. Here's what it comes down to. It's the whole class system as to why fans, especially in those seats around the court or closer to the court, even if they're not on the court, will say things. Privilege, one. I've paid for my ticket, therefore I have the right to do anything I want, and this ticket 
that I paid for out of my own pocket is taking the majority of my salary for this week. So when I have to give up the majority of my salary to watch you or to watch my team, I am going to get my money's worth. Again, going back to that word privilege. Also, looking at athletes who are multimillionaires, fans are generally not multimillionaires, the thought very wrongly becomes is just because you make more money than me, then you should let things roll off your back a lot easier than I do. And that's not true. I mean, that's all about, that really is all about how a person is wired and a person can react. And Nate McMillan said in this in this article that he heard it as as early as Little League. And that's where a lot of it starts because you've got parents who will heckle kids. Look, if you'll heckle a kid in Little League, then you'll have no qualms about heckling a millionaire athlete. And yeah, I do believe in home court advantage. And I agree that there should be some give and take between the fans and athletes. And there should always be some good-natured trash talk between fans and athletes that should definitely not cross particular lines. But ultimately, it comes back to what Adam Silver is willing to do. And is he willing to take seats off the court to help prevent this from happening? Well, no, the... Owners are going to want that because you can make too much money. You're not going to tell guys that you can't drink at games. That's not going to happen. Essentially, what it all boils down to me is if you want that to stop, you're just not going to have to punish an athlete for punching a, a fan. You do that, then eventually things stop, or at least you would think things would stop. But it all comes back to that one word, privilege. People feeling like they have the right to do something based on what their particular status is or what somebody else's particular status is. And that's where the fascinating conversation comes in. And we can go a hell of a lot longer on this, but we are running out of time here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up next, does winning a championship actually equal happiness? Billy Donovan says no. We'll tell you what he had to say and why it may ultimately make the decision on where Kevin Durant goes. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Make sure you download the Himalaya app to your cell phone. Um, All you have to do is go to the Google App Store, or actually, see, it's Google Play and the Apple App Store. Download it, doesn't cost anything, and then you'll have access to all the Locked on Thunder podcasts that you want, all the Locked on podcasts from the Locked on Podcast Network. And when you get into your car, it's just the sound of your voice that will ignite this podcast. Just tell your... Tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast, and it will do so. It's the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, when you get into your car, just tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. And the easiest way to do that 
is make sure you download the Himalaya app to your phone. That way you've got access to every single one of the Locked On Podcast in the Locked On Podcast Network. And we just started our baseball channel, so if you're trying to keep up with everything baseball, we've got something for you. We've got it every single day at the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Winning a championship is the worst possible thing that can happen to fans and it can happen to players. Because what inevitably happens to fans is that becomes our expectation forever. Once you win a championship, you're never satisfied. You want it over and over again. You and Essentially, and this is a great psychological study, is you're looking to recapture that feeling from the first time your team did something. It's almost like that first time you had sex. You go back and try and recapture that feeling, although that does have a tendency to get better uh, throughout the years. When it does come to winning a championship, I don't think you can ever recapture that feeling as a fan like that first one. And in a sense, there's just sort of a hollow feeling kind of left in you. As much of a downer as that sounds, the reason I bring this up is because Billy Donovan admitted admitted after two championships at the University of Florida, he was depressed because he lost sight of what made it happen or what made it so enjoyable, and that was the people around him. And the fact that you're going on this journey and you're winning it with certain people and that you had a starting point and an ending point. Wasn't the championship, it wasn't the ring, it wasn't the banner, It was all the stuff in between that made it so important. And he said he lost sight of that during his second championship. And I think we as fans lose sight of that too because for a lot of us, the great thing about sports isn't just watching great athletes accomplish these great feats, but a lot of it is that communal feeling that you get from the people that sit around you if you have season tickets and you get to know them or your friends that you hang out with and you go to the bar and you're watching the games together, that's what makes all that so special, is being there with your friends as your team accomplishes that goal. And eventually you lose sight of that, and then it just becomes all about the team winning. And eventually it just gets to the point, it's like, oh, especially if your team's a dynasty like Golden State, it's like, okay, they won another championship. You know, I <laughs> um, I would imagine it never gets old for the owner, probably never gets old for uh, the GM because your job's on the line, but at the same time, you're under a lot of pressure. But when it comes to Kevin Durant, he's lost sight of that too. And he lost sight of that a long time ago, if you believe what Jalen Rose had to say, which is Jalen Rose says that Kevin Durant has not looked happy since he's been in Golden State. He's won two championships doesn't seem to be all that happy. Although when I saw Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City, the last time he was here in GSW smoked the thunder, he looked pretty happy that night. He was giving his team high fives, seemed to be enjoying everything that was going on. But ultimately, if he's not happy, then winning a championship didn't make you happy. So what is happiness for athlete? What is What is happiness for coaches? And I think happiness comes from one, being in an organization that ultimately takes care of you, being around people that you enjoy going to work with on a daily basis, and people that have those same kind of goals, where even if you come up short, you can not be happy about the results, 
but you can sort of live with them because everything else around you is good and you've gotten to that point where you wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. However, <laughs> I think we have put so much emphasis on deciding what a player's legacy is based on those banners and those rings that a lot of guys in the NBA aren't happy because unless you have that ring, unless you've won that championship, we don't tend to recognize you as one of the greats. And remember, so much is out of people's power. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up tomorrow, we'll know a lot more about where the Thunder are playoff-wise. Did the Jazz win? Did they knock the Thunder out of the fifth seed? Or did the Jazz lose and the Thunder win? We'll talk about all that. Plus, we'll get to the game with the Bucks. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Your team every day. May God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.